You are listening to the APSI Podcast, the association of people supporting employment first, with your host, Chris Davies. Okay, here we go. Welcome back, everyone, to the Minnesota APSI Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Uh, whether you're listening on Spotify or you're watching us on YouTube, uh, we couldn't be more delighted. So welcome back. Uh, we're to this May edition. Can you believe it's May? Uh, May 23rd, uh, to be precise, of 2023. And it's it's going to be a hot one today, folks. It's going to be up to like 85 degrees. So stay cool out there. But we're very delighted to have Laura uh, Endert with us today. And we're going to learn so much about Laura. She's with Inclusive Networking. Uh, but we're going to learn a, a lot about uh, her story and her background. And and I got to know Laura a little bit last week, and I think you're going to really enjoy um, enjoy her and, and all that she has to say. She's a, a fascinating person who's uh, been on, a, on an incredible journey, and it's not even close to being done yet, right, Laura? Right, right. <laughs> all right. So a few housekeeping things as, as we want to do. And uh, Laura uh, knows knows that I do these things because uh, she also uh, is a, a very um, avid follower of the podcast. Uh, we learned last week she's uh, watched all of our episodes. And, and so it's really a, a privilege to have someone who is not out only out there doing uh, a lot of things in this world, but also taking the time time to, to listen to us. So it's kind of a, a real privilege to have someone like yourself uh, in the uh, in the podcast with us today, Laura. Uh, for those of you that are, are finding us for the first time, perhaps you've never heard of APSI before, I'd like to tell you a little bit uh, about us. So APSI is a national organization, and we are truly uh, the only membership organization that is, is dedicated to customized employment. And so that means uh, one person, one job at a time, at a place of business like everyone else uh, out in the community. Uh, we're talking about the same wages, standards, expectations. Uh, we believe that that employment is the avenue out of poverty and isolation. So we have a, a Minnesota chapter, uh, as you might uh, imagine, and we have, you know, basically since the national chapter started, and we started these podcasts a few years ago. So uh, before we get into learning uh, more about uh, our guest uh, and our conversation, we'd like to just do some visual descriptions, and I can start, Laura, if that's okay. So I am a, a white male. I'm bald. I have a red beard. Uh, today I'm wearing a kind of a short sleeve. I guess you could call it a dress shirt of, of sort of a, a cream and, and, and dark complexion, uh, button up shirt and, uh, blue jeans. So, Laura. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm Laura Andert, and I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Chris, for having me. Um, my image description is I am a white female wearing a black dress with my brown hair up in a bun, ponytail bun, and um, black speckled glasses. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. 
Okay, so let's uh, let's get into it, shall we? Yes, All we right. shall. All right, I am. Uh, as you said, you're excited to be here. I am also excited uh, that you're here, and very much looking forward to our our conversation. So, we're going to start out. You know, I'd love it, uh, Laura, if you could just you know give the audience uh, a little bit more about your background. Uh, you know, starting with some of your personal background. Yes, thank you, Chris. Again, thank you for that wonderful introduction. Um, yes, my personal journey has been a unique one. Um, yes, I was born with cerebral palsy. Um, and I guess I didn't tell you, Chris, this last week when we spoke, but I got diagnosed with having cerebral palsy at two or three years old. They didn't know my um, medical providers didn't know I had it when I was born. Um, I um, was born with a lack of oxygen to the brain. That's the definition of cerebral palsy, but I wasn't officially diagnosed till I was two or three years old. So, um, and let's see, growing up um, with a disability with cerebral palsy, um, I was... I had immense support in uh, in elementary school slash high school. Um, I was on an IEP. Um, I loved school. I loved learning. Um, and um, I advocated for myself um, and let my teachers know what I needed. Um, and then um, after high school... Um, I found out college wasn't right for me and, um, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go in the work world now and workforce and see what it's like. Um, and my parents at a very young age, uh, before I graduated, they were like, we're going to support you, but we're not going to. Um, help you find resources to help you. You're on your own with that. You're totally capable of doing that yourself. So you're on your own. So essentially they're like, we're not going to hold your hand, but we're going to support you. And it's up to you to create the future that you want. And I was like, oh, okay. So I didn't know what I was doing, but um, after high school, I wanted to um, get a job at good old Panera Bread, and oh, I love their soup and salad, and that's what I did, and I let the um, manager of Panera Bread um, and the colleagues at Panera, or the workers at Panera Bread know who I am. I showed my face there. I said, you know, I followed up on my application. Like, have you reviewed my application? I really want to work here, please. Um, I did whatever I could to yeah. get. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like, uh, and um, you've had a, a a varied work history, which has landed you where you are today, which we're going to get into uh, in a minute. Laura is with Inclusive Networking and doing some uh, some really cool things. Uh, and I want to talk more about the work, but I want to go back to, uh, you know, something you were talking about with your parents. And it sounded like they really had 
you know, high expectations of you, you know, from the beginning? Uh, did you feel that that message, uh, perhaps, I mean, it's, it's hard for any, any young person going out into the working world. We're all a little bit, you know, scared as we get thrusted into that, that new environment. But hearing you speak, it sounds like you had the confidence to, uh, to to go for it. Do you think um, the, sort of the the upbringing you had and the 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 high expectations your parents had influenced you in that? Yes, um, absolutely. Um, it wasn't like my. So I have two older sisters, and they don't have disabilities, um, and they were. Um, I want to say encouraged to go to college and my parents said, you have to go to college, you know, but for me, it was a different path. Um, I mean, you know, again, you know, it was the, um, future I, I wanted to see and I knew that college wasn't right for me, but they said, you know, again, we're going to support you. But it's up to you to find those resources and to help you um, in the work force. And yes. So, so when you say uh, resources, are you talking about like employment supports? Uh, is this after I think you said you had a IEP, right? An individual yes. education plan. So did you – is this right after high school or did you do like a transitional kind of thing? So this was right after high school. Okay. Um, in fact, um, I remember um, having my final IEP meeting in high school and my parents were like, I don't know if a transition program is right for you, is it? You know, and we met with a lady, uh, the manager, uh, I don't know what you would call her, but she was in charge of a, a transition program and she said I was too high functioned to go to a, into a transition program. So I was like, okay, I'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, like, it sounds like you knew then that you wanted to go to work. And, yes. And yep. is, that's absolutely. when you started working at Panera. Is yes. that right? Okay. Yes. Absolutely. And it sounds like uh, you went and, went and got that job on your own. Did you have any help getting that job? If I, you know, it's a bit fuzzy about the Panera bread, um, how I, well, I remember going how I went about it, but I thought, I thought, I discovered like Panera Bread like the last month of high school and I told my case manager and my case manager no I don't want to I don't want to say that because okay. I I don't know but yeah so yeah. essentially yes okay <laughs> it was okay. up to me. so yep. so you had sort of some guidance but you didn't yeah. actively have supports going yep. to you know knock on Panera Bread's door so to speak yep yeah. So, so yeah, you really strike me as somebody that has a lot of tenacity, uh, for sure. So after Panera, um, you, uh, where did you go from there? So from Panera, I actually, um, wanted to, 
um, work. Well, I didn't tell you this, Chris, before, but I want, I remember doing a project in the seventh grade of we had to pick out a career we wanted to be, you know, good old seventh grade. And I had a fascination of becoming a hotel manager, a traveling hotel manager. Yeah. 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 I can get behind that. (laughs) So, So I wanted to go in the hospitality industry and I found out about, um, lifetime fitness and, I loved Lifetime Fitness. I loved the atmosphere. I, you know, I love working out outside of work, keeping a healthy diet and exercising regularly. And my aunt actually worked at, at the time, worked at Lifetime Fitness. And I went to work with her one day just for, just to have fun. And I'm like, I could really see myself working here. And then the journey began. It took, uh, like roughly three years to get into lifetime, but I never gave up. Um, I actually, which this is kind of fuzzy, but I, I was someone connected me to a, um, uh, employment agency, Midwest Special Services. Sure. And, I, I remember them. Yep. Yep. And I was, um, paired up with a job placement specialist and then several job coaches. There were some job changes and some turnover, turnovers. And, um, I'm still with them now, which I will say later, um, talk about later, but, um, I went to my placements placement specialist and I was like I'm gonna work at Lifetime I don't care I'm gonna work at Lifetime I want to I want to I'll do everything I can and yep I started by calling them showing up at locations and I remember my aunt telling me no don't do that don't do that did I listen to her no I didn't I just showed up at various locations and asked, are you guys hiring? I would love to work in your locker room and interact with people and clean your locker rooms. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it sounds like, uh, and, and we'll find out in, in future endeavors here in a minute that, uh, I, I remember you saying your mom said, it's up to you to decide your future and what you want. And it sounds like you've really, um, when you sort of painted your future, the idea for your future, you've, you've had the courage to go out there and make it happen. So, yeah. So then you're at Lifetime for seven years, right? Yes. Right. Yes. And, and then, uh, what happened after that? So, um, I was working, currently working at two locations. Um, and then I, um, went down to one location and then the location I was at, um, it wasn't, or I mean, they were cutting my hours cause there wasn't enough, um, business at that location, which I understood, but I was like, okay, um, I think it's time that I go in a new direction. Um, and 
bringing up my job coach again, um, I got a brand new job coach um, on the day that Lifetime said, okay, Laura, we're going to cut your hours. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so I immediately went to meet my new job coach at Midwest Special Services. And I go, hi, Tammy. I'm Laura Ander. Um, I'm so excited to work with you. Help me find a new job in, com- in a competitive employment setting, please. Cause yes, cause I know I'm meant to do more. Um, but I just wasn't, um, forcing myself to look further. You know, because I was comfortable at Lifetime and I loved it, but then time is up, you know. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like, like most of us, you know, we have a, an arc to our, you know, vocational development. And, uh, you know, it's pretty clear that you were feeling like it was time to, to move on. And I like, I like what you just said about, uh, you know, saying I want to work in a competitive environment. You know, you're very clear about that. And, uh, as I said a minute ago, APSI's very behind that idea. Yes. So, uh, and, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you ended up in sort of more of a corporate type job after, yeah. from there, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, from lifetime, it took me over four months to get into a corporate setting. And again, in the back of my mind, which I spoke to you, Chris, before, um, I wanted to work in a corporate setting. Um, I didn't know what that would look like for, um, me having c- cerebral palsy, like, do they, would they even support someone like me? I don't know, which is kind of ironic because I've been all about perseverance and self-advocacy and letting employers know who I am. But I'm like, is this possible? But yes, I ended up getting a job at, um, a digital accessibility company called Weco Accessibility Services, and I became their office assistant and then operation, operations, or operations assistant. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And I'm just trying to remember, recall this. And well, that's a good memory. I can't, I can't remember all the job titles I might have had. It makes you really dig deep. Yeah, it does. And I loved every minute of it. I was thriving. And I, my jobs were, we were made up of um, professionals living with disabilities. And um, I would assist my coworkers around the um, um, office, shared office space floor we were on, and I would assist them in whatever they needed. I was assistant to our president of the company and my director, and um, I, I just loved it. I loved being assistant, and I got to do make, I got to learn how to make spreadsheets. Like really use my computer skills, yes. which I am good at, but professionally I did even better because it was fun and satisfying. And 
Yes, I loved it. And it it sounds like you were working for a company that um, you could get behind, so to speak, or you believed in what they were doing uh, to to a a certain degree for sure. And um, and then – you uh, you had some challenging times after that, right? Yes. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about you know what that was like um, when you were after after your job. Was it called WeGo? WeGo said. Yep. WeGo like WeGo. Oh, WeGo. W E C O. I know. Oh, WeGo. WeGo. I yep. got you. Yep. Yeah, like We Company. Yep. Yep. I yep. got you. I got you. So after WeGo, there were some times that uh, you spent some time. Out of work, that was a little little challenging. Uh, talk to us about that. Yes. Um, after WeCo, um, I I left WeCo about. Well, I I haven't been keeping track of dates here, but um, I left WeCo around February two thousand twenty one, and. Um, I knew, I knew it, that I was being pushed in a new direction and it kind of, or kind of, it came to me all at once, but I had to embrace it and really be like, okay, I meant for something even bigger, um, not better, but bigger than this, you know, and, um, I wasn't finding any positions for nine months. I was unemployed for nine months. Um, I continuously talked to Tammy, my job coach, and um, we just plowed through it. And I said, you know, she brought up some ideas. And I was like, nope, nope, I don't want to do that. Nope, nope. And it was funny because I um, got offered to go to Lifetime Fitness again and resume my locker room position as an operations team member I was. And I was very flattered, but I was like, no, no, I'm not. I'm standing my ground. Nope. And it's hard, Chris, because sometimes when people want to help you or tell you, what to do, you know, you just had to stand firm and just be like, no, this isn't for me. Thank you so much. But no, leave me alone at the time until something yeah. better comes along. You know, you know I, I just, I congratulate you on a, a true, um, personal insight there to know that it's okay to say no. And it absolutely is. And, you know, to, to, to know what you want. So, you were holding out for a position, if you will. Maybe you didn't know exactly what it was, but you had an idea, right? And yes, and yes. Uh, that sort of leads us to where where you are today. Yes, correct, correct. And, and so, tell us about inclusive networking and and all that you're doing there today. So, what I want to before I dive into it, um, I told you this before. It was my sister. Um, my middle sister, um, always a great supporter of me, um, she heard about this company called Inclusive Networking. And 
she brought it up to me. She was like, Laura, there's a company out there that supports job seekers with disabilities. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, yeah, cool. I don't know if they're going to help me because I've been, which I didn't um, say before, but I was turned away from getting help from vocational rehab services at the time because I was too high functioning. They thought I could get a job on my own, and which I understand, but it's frustrating. And then I found Wico. Anyways, she said, Laura, you just need to just try it. Just attend this webinar. They're having a NDEAM event, which is National um, Disability Employment Awareness Month event. And I'm like, okay, I'll try it. Um, so I went online and everything was virtual at the time because it was during the pandemic and I was hooked. I was like, wow, I love your vision. Or I mean, thinking in my mind, I love your vision. I love their ver- vision and I love the team. Um, and they had breakout rooms. Um, well, I mean, this webinar was all about celebrating NDEAM and in October of 2021. Okay. And they were, yeah, seeing how they, their mission is to make employers more inclusive with hiring disabilities in Minnesota and supporting job seekers with, um, making customized positions within those companies and, um, they had breakout rooms and they said, if you're interested and in how we can support you, if you have a disability, please introduce yourself. If you're a job coach attending this webinar, please, or a job placement specialist or a provider, please let us know, um, what we can do for you. Um, so I just went out on a limb, I guess you can say. And I was like, to my now coworker, I was like, hi, Paige, I'm Laura. Um, I have cerebral palsy. Um, I've been unemployed for a while. I'm just looking for the next step. My vision, or I mean, yes, let me step back, Chris. Like I had this deep down passion being awakened again to help um, uh, people with disabilities like me persevere and self-advocate, teach them that. And I would love a job like that. Can you help me? Blah, blah, blah. I've been turned away before and I'm just not getting anywhere. (laughs) And my coworker was so excited. She was like, oh my gosh, yes, we'll be in touch. And yeah, so then I got connected with the founder, my super, now supervisor, Nicole. Um, and I was like, here's who I am. This is who I am. This is what I want to do. I've been holding out on the perfect position for me. And yes, and here I am today helping their mission. I'm so happy to be there. So, so you, you really, uh, you know, it, you know, over, over time here, you just seem to, 
continue to to paint the picture of your future and then throw yourself into it. It's it's truly inspiring. And so correct me if I'm wrong, but your uh, your title at Inclusive Networking is – why don't you just tell us? What's your title at, at Inclusive Networking? So I started out as a disability – now I have to think about this, Chris, because it's kind of a long title we thought – for me, um, disability inclusion business partnership consultant. Um, but now I am a disability consultant slash benefits coach for inclusive networking. Fantastic. And so what are some of the things you're doing for them? Are you going, you're going out of meeting with businesses, things like that? So I currently, I help um, out with presentations, trainings, um, to train employers on our work and the customized employment model we do and really just teach them, okay, this is what it's going to be like. This is, this is what we do for you. Um, and really just teach, teach these companies how to be inclusive, more inclusive. And then, for the benefits coach part, it's a huge passion of mine because I help, I get to help professionally now being certified, um, individuals help navigate their social security, um, state or federal benefits. Um, that's a very complex system and it can be scary and I took, I was um, certified last November and I was, yeah, I loved it and I understood it. And now I get to help other individuals become um, independent and in how you report into Social Security what you need to and with sure. their benefits. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that is such a great uh, skill. So did you get, you, you were saying you get certified. Did you go through some type of like certification course and, and who did you do that with? So I did it with Disability Hub, okay. the Minnesota sure. statewide resource na- mm-hmm. network for helping people yeah. with disabilities. That's a great yes. resource. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. It was funny because I, like, probably three months in, um, Nicole, my supervisor, um, uh, sent me an email, like, forwarded me an email all about Disability Hub. And at the time, I was like, oh, I've never heard of this before. You know, getting into this field, there's more resources out there for people with disabilities and then um, I got introduced to benefits coaching, and they were holding a training. Sure. Yep. Sure. So that summer, so last summer I took it, and then I was certified this past November. Yes. That's yep. that's fantastic. You yes. know, it's such a. Um, it's not an easy thing to navigate. There's a lot of great resources out there, but not all of us, and myself included, 
have a natural aptitude to to sort of absorbing that information and 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 helping people navigate. I I know enough to point people in the right direction as somebody who's been in the field for a while, but it doesn't come naturally to me. And we need more people like you that that are you know, if I may say, kind of passionate about this and about helping people navigate through it. It's such a, a true gift you know, to, to Thank all of you. us. So that, that is really cool. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I congratulate, congratulate you on having that skill because that's not a skill a lot of us have. That is for sure. Um, yeah, I'm just so impressed with your, your perseverance. I want to, since you've been talking, we were just talking about the, the benefit coaching. I want to, since I have you here, I'm going to take this chance to, or opportunity to ask you this question. If someone, uh, if someone comes to you, and perhaps that you've heard this before, uh, uh, and says, uh, I am really concerned about losing my benefits because of my earnings. What do you say? What do you say to that person? I, I go, okay. Um, first of all, <laughs> there's lots of misconceptions out there, Chris, as you know, you've heard, um, that you are able to work. Working is still an option out there and you won't lose your benefits. Um, uh, so many, uh, so many times I've heard, um, I, I'm going to, if I go to work, if I return to work with having a disability and I'm on benefits, I'm going to lose my benefits. Nope, that's not true. That's not true. Um, now, there is a way if someone is looking to get off of benefits um, and work full time, there are still ways you can qualify for insurance or other state and federal benefits. Um, but for, you know, for the most part, if you want to keep your benefits and still work, yes, there are can. ways, to there, do are that. ways there are yes. ways to do that. Yes. I would imagine yeah. there, um, cause then, you know, I've heard of some of these ways. I mean, you, you still have to make sure you're reporting accurately and crossing your T's, dotting your I's, so to speak. But, but people don't have to just assume that if I make decent money, I'm going to have to give up all my benefits. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a message that couldn't be said enough. So Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm glad somebody like you was there to answer that question. So, Thank you. And, and Thank sort of you. help people uh, navigate through it. Um, yeah. So it's been such a delight uh, having you on. Thank uh, you. You know, such a delight to have this conversation with you. And uh, we appreciate your your loyalty, you know, to the podcast and, and the mission. Uh, and just sort of going back to, you know, that painting the future, you know, it sounds like the position you're in right now with inclusive networking you really had a sort of a sense and idea about yourself and what you wanted and and it sounds like you really have a unique ability to to kind of position yourself to sort of manifest you yes. know the the future going back to what your mom said you know that you want so yeah. uh, i'm yes. sorry i'm getting yes. emotional i just oh, yes i Thank just you. Uh, 
I just think it's great. So. Thank you. Thank you anyway, so much. Um, You're making me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, I'm a crier. Okay, now everybody knows. You know, the, the whole APSI podcast nation knows. But uh, I, I don't apologize for it. So, um, yeah, so it's just uh, it's good stuff. So uh, what, you know, what are what are. Do you, if you have some that you're willing and want to share, what are some of the future dreams you have for yourself and and more in a general sense uh, for employment, uh, you know, for people with disabilities? You know, I, I think or not, I think I know the sky is the limit for. People with disabilities, you can do anything you set your mind to. And with that positive mindset, you can accomplish anything you want. You know, you just had to have the right mindset. And Chris, to answer your question, I, you know, I was thinking about, you know, coming on today and if you asked me a question like this very question, I was just like, I know how I'm going to answer. I just want to continue to embrace all opportunities that come my way with inclusive networking and other sources and share my story of persevering and advocacy how that is super important, and I want to continue to help um, the employment industry with um, helping job seekers with disabilities. Yes, that goes hand in hand. Yeah, so yeah, that's yes, that, that's beautiful. That's yes. beautiful. You know, we've <clears throat> as somebody that is is um, you know a part of this this movement of, of uh, employment first, if you will. Uh, we've come a long way. Uh, we have a long way to go. Uh, there's no doubt. Yes. Uh, we have a long way to go, <clears throat> but we have come a long way and it's because of people like you, you know, to, that are willing to get into the game and, uh, use their, uh, take their passion and their, their beliefs and, uh, and, uh, and, and share them. You know, so thank you. Yeah, so yeah, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Do you have any closing words you'd like to to leave our audience with? Yes, um, I would love to say, um, remember, you are the creator of your own future. No one else can do it for you. So please, please continue to get out in the world and persevere and speak up for yourself on what you need. Um, accommodations that you need in the work, um, setting. Um, I know that can be kind of scary to, um, let employers know what accommodations you need, but just speak up because the more you speak up, the more confidence you, you feel and the more at ease you will feel. And yes, so continue to speak up and do whatever you have to do to accomplish your goal. Yes. Very, very well said. I can see why you do presentations and trainings and and coaching. <clears throat> uh, it's been so fun to have you on. The sky's really the limit uh, for you, Laura. And uh, 
I, uh, it's, it's a pleasure to meet you in this part of your journey where, you know, this arc of your journey. And, uh, I look forward to, to all, to seeing where you, where you go from here. Now, uh, as a, a follower of the podcast, I'm sure you're familiar with our final tagline that I always like to leave everybody with, right? Would, would you be willing to say it with me? If you believe it, you can achieve oh, it. Oh, yes. All right, yes. All right, oh, all my right. gosh. Yes. All right. Let's yes. do it. Okay. Yes. So this is uh, yep. Yep. Uh, Chris and Laura. And uh, just remember, everybody, if, if you, you believe it, believe it, you can, can achieve, achieve it. it.